Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Pre-recording today. Heading for, oh, Tennessee. Johnson City, Boone's Creek Bible Church. Clarity to the chaos. Southwest Radio Church, Dr. Kenneth Copley and I on our way down to Tennessee right now. Looking forward to the opportunity to be at Boone's Creek Bible Church with Pastor Dale Cunningham and the families and and you, hopefully, had such a great time there last year. Looking forward to what God is going to do this year. Johnson City, Tennessee. Things start tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. I think we preach at 3.15 in the afternoon. America, is it over? Oh, you got to come hear this message, my friend. God is so good. He's doing some fantastic things, and we are excited. The devil is not happy. So you just keep on praying, my friend. I'm so glad that you're there every day right here. Thank you for being a part of Greg Patton Ministries, and hello, world. A tip of the hat to you. What in the world is going on? What bothers you today, fellow Americans? Well, in the latest survey, the economy is the most pressing issue right now. I think it's related to our job market, folks say, inflation. And then with real estate pricing and things like that, it's all just intertwined Nearly 4 in 10 registered voters, or 36%, identified the economy as the nation's most important issue, according to a new Fox News poll. That's down 42% in December of 2022. Immigration and border security ranked a distant second in this same survey, of course. For college-level folks, student loan debt, top of the mind. Don't pay Joe's. He's going to throw, well, our money away and, and let you go free. One thing I feel like I've seen a lot of the news recently, and it's impacting me as well, is student loan debt, said one kid. The mail-in president has repeatedly extended a pandemic-era pause on student loan payments, and he's also attempted to forgive up to twenty grand for certain student loan borrowers, an effort that's paused while facing Supreme Court scrutiny. Well, it's just some of the things that we are concerned about. Are any of that ring a bell so far? Weird things seem to happen a lot to you folks over in Virginia, especially those of you closer to Washington, D.C. A Fairfax, Virginia school board member recommended curriculum materials for teachers to use for their lesson plans, which opposed using terms such as radical Islamic terror, Islamic terrorist, jihadist, any of that stuff. Don't talk when discussing history of September 11 and the tax of the World Trade Center. Ambrar Omish is a school board member and Georgetown law student who has become marred in a controversy over a series of controversial statements. In one instance, she refused, refused to vote on a motion to commemorate 9-11 victims. In 2021, this woman recommended public school teachers use a Oh, culturally responsive curriculum guide for their lessons about 9-11 and its history. This thing said don't frame the lessons as a chance to explore the definition of terrorism or a clash of two different societies and cultures. There is much a disagreement there about what terrorism really means, and it's often used in a biased manner. The guide continued, I keep telling you, with all of this kind of stuff going on, you've got to have some sort of a three-ring binder A to Z to figure out what's right, what's wrong, in the new America. 
Teachers should screen themselves for their biases against Arab Muslims using an online test before they're allowed to educate students on 9-11. It recommends all of this, of course. It's all a... To create a safe space, teachers should wear cultural items from Muslim countries as a show of their support. Oh, I don't want to go any further. But it'd be good today to see Dr. Feichi come before the screen and basically say, I was lying, I did not know, or any of that kind of stuff. The fact-checking industry helped mislead Americans by confidently dismissing the COVID pandemic lab leak theory in 2022 as several prominent outlets have since been forced to issue some pretty embarrassing corrections. The theory that COVID originated from a lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology has now been embraced even by the FBI director. And a bombshell report recently indicated that the U.S. Energy Department Yep, they believe it came from the lab. It was back in March of 2020, USA Today published a fact check titled, Did the Coronavirus Originate in a Chinese Laboratory? Which constantly stated that the lab leak theory was just a bunch of false information that was published by the right-leaning outlets. It also called the notion that COVID began in the lab as conspiracy and insisted credible researchers believe the virus originated in nature. La-da-da-da-da. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Who do you trust in 2023? Stay tuned to Hello World. Oh, I know you do. Ted, come on down. Senator Ted Cruz, Texas, got into a heated exchange with Attorney General Mary Garland during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing yesterday. Cruz accused Garland of politicizing the Justice Department and prosecuting pro-life groups and conservatives more aggressively than any liberal group. Cruz cited mass protests outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices after the, well, the Dobbs versus Jackson decision last year. Have you brought a single case against any of these people threatening Justice Kavanaugh? Have you brought even one, Cruz asked? Senator, you asked me whether I sat on my hands, and quite the opposite. I sent 70 U.S. Marshals to defend, so said Garland. Cruz kept cutting him off. Cruz said, let me try it again. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under the statute it's a yes or no question, sir. It's not an invitation to give a speech on other things you've done. The jobs of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives of... Garland said once again he got cut off. Oh, it was tough. Cruz said, so the answer is no? The answer is no. Why aren't you willing to say no, sir? You know the answer is no. I know it's no. Everyone in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer the question. Have you brought a case under the statute? Have you done it? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, said Garland. What we have done is defended the lives of the justices with 70 U.S. Marshals. Boy, it got hot and heated. Came just minutes after Senator Mike Lee also blasted Garland for failing to prosecute attacks on pro-life groups and Catholic churches across this country. Oh, this is, well, the whole thing is, but it's a flood of evil. The new America. Come to uh, 
Johnson City this weekend. Friday afternoon, going to talk about it. America, is it over? It's stuff like this. It just turns your stomach. Maybe this is a part of that. The Dema, uh, Democrats and the woke left, the left hate loonies, that whole, well, whole crowd, have been constantly trying to cancel people for things they did or said years ago. But now this cancel culture may be coming back to bite them because Florida State Senator Blaze Engoldia has presented a bill which, according to Fox, is being called the ultimate cancel act. The text of the bill says that it would immediately cancel the filings of a political party to include its registration and its approved status as a political party if the party's platform has previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitude. The law, if passed, would go into effect in July. This means that any party that had supported slavery at any time in its history would be canceled. And this really is bad news for... Democrats in Florida, prior to the abolition of slavery in 1865, the Democrat Party was the pro-slavery party in the country. Whereas, did you know this? The Republican Party was specifically founded as an anti-slavery party. Ah, most people didn't know that. Well, the so-called Biden presidency has been beleaguered by exploding inflation for everyone. Hit by rates as high as 9.1% a few months ago, Americans are now paying thousands of dollars every month, really thousands of dollars every month more for the same things that they had under that crazy President Donald Trump. If they have those extra thousands of dollars, do you have those extra thousands of dollars? Low and middle income families have been hit the hardest because the inflation has caught up their food and energy costs. Elements that no family can simply eliminate from their budget. How do you get rid of food and energy? Then the Federal Reserve, under Sleepy Joe, has repeatedly pushed interest rates higher and higher, costing those same families, at least with any credit card, car, or other debt, more there as well. 59 House Democrats, 59 of them, have joined with GOP colleagues to insist the White House assess the inflationary effect of Biden's executive orders before they're issued. Somebody is starting to wake up. This bill is the latest effort by Republicans to put the brakes on Biden's administration policies that they say are causing the highest inflation levels seen in decades. Somebody needs to do something if it isn't already too late. Five dozen Dems joining the pubs uh, to fight Biden on this one. Gee whiz. Getting a little expensive in New York City. They're planning to compensate protesters. What? Wait a minute. Compensate protesters from a 2020 demonstration following George Floyd's death. They're going to give them $21,500 apiece in a new settlement. People today have just lost their ever-loving minds. In a proposed settlement, the city has agreed to pay $21,500 to each in the class action suit, plus an additional $2,500 to those who were issued desk appearance tickets. You didn't have to do anything. We're going to send you a check for $2,500. If it's approved by a judge, the settlement could amount to an estimated $4 million, maybe $7 million. They were reportedly around 300 different people in attendance at the protest and roughly 90 have already settled with the city regarding an alternative complaint. 
I mean, oh, where is my... Oh, it doesn't even make any sense. Hey, how about this one? The Supreme Court could scrap student loan debt forgiveness. Did you hear that? On the first day of arguments yesterday over the Biden administration's plan to wipe out that student debt, members of the Supreme Court's conservative majority were skeptical that Biden had the authority to cancel debt without the authorization of Congress. It now appears that the debt forgiveness plan's only chance for survival is if SCOTUS finds the states and individuals challenging the program didn't have the legal standing to sue in the first place. Yesterday, the Commerce Department began inviting chip makers to apply for a $39 billion funding through the Chips and Science Act, which they say they can use for expanding production in the U.S. But it's not a blank check. The company must first follow rules, including sharing excess profits with the government, providing affordable childcare for workers, curbing stock buybacks and dividends. Well, where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this message. Again, on our way now to Johnson City, Boone's Creek Bible Church for the Southwest Radio Conference. It's called Clarity to the Chaos, and we hope we can help out with our part tomorrow afternoon at 3.15. Come on out to Boone's Creek and join us tomorrow. We're going to have a great time with all the team at Southwest Radio Church. My friend, it's such a privilege to have you here every day for Hello World. Thank you for being a part of your support. Every time I go to Tennessee, I get excited. And people continue to say, why don't you just move down here? <laughs> what a great, gr I love it, and I'm so grateful to you. Again, why don't you just join us tomorrow at Boone's Creek. What a great time we're going to have. Well, I did a recording last night for Southwest Radio Church. Really good with Michael Hogger at Bethel Church out in Festus, Missouri. I'm, it was great. Only problem was there was nothing there. My little granddaughter, Jalea, I think I can blame her. She was up here punching little buttons, and I'm not familiar with some of this new equipment I'm recording on, and got all done, ready uh, to send it to Oklahoma City last, nothing there, Blanco. I just said, God, <laughs> I've been saying this a lot recently. Why? C.S. Lewis, pain insists upon being attended to, does it not? God whispers to you in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pains. It's his megaphone to arouse a deaf world. You know, on the surface, you may think that little story about the fig tree is unrelated to what Jesus is saying about suffering and repentance for you and me, but he uses it as a powerful story to illustrate a point. The owner of the farm is God, the fig tree that aged of Israel. God is ready to cut the fig tree down because for three years there is absolutely no fruit. But he decides to give it another season to see if it will become fruitful. You can't miss the point here. Jesus had been preaching for three years, and within a few months, he would go to the cross and die. Israel had not yet become fruitful in accepting the Messiah, so God was giving them a longer period to repent and accept Jesus. The message is the same for us today. It hasn't changed. If you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior yet, God is giving you one more chance to surrender to Him. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. By the way, why aren't you saved if you're not? 
Some insurance policies have what is called a grace period. You've heard of that. If you don't pay your premium on time, the insurance company extends your coverage for a short period of time, maybe 30 days, hoping you'll pay the premium. But if you don't pay the premium, the grace period runs out, the policy is canceled. My friend, God has a grace period too. And I think that we're in it today. Sure we are. We are living in the age of grace. Salvation is absolutely free, but there's a limit to your grace period. You're facing a divine deadline today, my friend. It could be one of two deadlines. You could die unexpectedly today, and that's the end of your grace period. Or Jesus could come today suddenly and rapture the church out. At that point, your grace period runs out. Like the old country preacher said, you're either going to meet the undertaker or the upper taker, but either way, you better be ready to meet Almighty God. Isn't that true? Are you today? You know, if you're not a Christian, God's giving you an extension of time to your grace period. He allowed you to wake up today, right? 500,000 people will, but they will not be alive at the end of this day. Right now, he can promise you forgiveness and eternal life, but he doesn't promise you another chance, another tomorrow. No, he does not. You may not live until tomorrow, or Jesus could return at any moment. And people sometimes say, you know, it's never too late. When it comes to accepting God's grace, it can be too late, my friend. Listen to me. You're like the fig tree. God is showing you his grace and patience by giving you another chance to become fruitful in Jesus Christ. The Bible says there in 2 Peter 3, uh, verse 9 and 10, that God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone to be lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change, do it today. But when the day of God's judgment does come, it will be unannounced like a thief in the night. The most important question you'll ever ask is not why do good people suffer. The most important question is, am I ready today to meet God or where will I spend eternity? Have you answered that one yet? Way back in 9-11 in that horrendous attack, the World Trade Center, New York City, the President of the United States, George W. Bush, declared the following Friday to be a day of national prayer and remembrance, and a service was held at the National Cathedral in Washington, and Billy Graham was the main speaker. In that fantastic message, Dr. Graham spoke of the mystery of suffering. He said, I've been asked hundreds of times in my life why God allows tragedy and suffering in this old world. I have to confess that I really do not know the answer totally, even to my own satisfaction now. I have to accept by faith that God is a sovereign God, and He's a God of love and mercy and compassion in the midst of suffering. Dr. Graham said next, For the Christian, the cross tells us that God understands our sin and suffering, for He took it upon Himself in the person of Jesus Christ, our sins, our suffering. And from the cross, God declares, I love you. Did you get it? God's saying, I love you. I know the heartaches and the sorrows and the pains that you feel right now, but I love you. The story does not end with the cross. Far beyond the tragedy of the cross, there's an empty tomb. We know the rest of the story, don't we? That because of the resurrection, we can have eternal life, for Jesus Christ conquered evil and death and hell. Yes, there is hope. 
The message of death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is what America needs to hear as much today as it did back in 9-11. For without the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we will celebrate shortly, suffering has absolutely no meaning. It becomes a hopeless encounter with pain. But because Jesus suffered and died and rose victorious over the grave, we have hope. I don't know where you're coming from today. Maybe you are in the most difficult of days. My hope is not in the President of the United States. My hope is not in our military. My security is not from Homeland Security. My hope and my security is in the person of Jesus Christ alone. And even though it is not politically correct, we can stand and proclaim, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is, isn't that fantastic? All fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. So that first step up a rung of the ladder is a very important one to recognize today that you are lost in need of a Savior. You need to be saved today. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's everyone on the face of this earth. That's you, that's me. The wages of sin is death, but the gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man has to ask God for forgiveness and has to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. And I don't believe that the prayer itself saves you. It's what's going on in your heart. The words, some people can't even say them correctly. It's what's going on inside. You realize you're a sinner. You realize you're lost and hellbound, and you're reaching out to the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. You're falling on your knees figuratively before him and asking him to save your wretched soul before it's eternally too late. What would stop you from doing that today? You know, there are people listening to this program, Hello World, that are lost today. They've never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. And the question might be, why haven't you done that? What would prevent you from saying yes to Jesus today and getting started on this new life, my friend? Will you do that? Will you at least consider that? Let God speak to your heart. I had a friend, a fellow broadcaster, oh, we were heathen dogs together in rock and roll radio, and, and he was shocked to find out that I was a Christian and was I shocked to find out that up in Alaska, he became a Christian. And his dad was a Lutheran pastor, and he had nothing to do with God his entire adult life. Paid him some lip service now and then. And uh, he was watching Billy Graham, who we just talked about, watching Billy Graham. And uh, one of his crusades by hundreds of thousands of people listening. And at the invitation, he was really stirred. He said he went into his little apartment bedroom there, got down on his knees and said, God, I want to know you. If you're a cow, I want to know you're a cow. If you're the savior of the world, I want to know you. Can you get any more honest than that, any more real and simplistic than that? And God reached down and saved his wretched soul as he cried out to God that night and trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. It's available to you today, my friend. Why not get saved today? What a way to live. What a way to die. I keep saying that. And finally, I'm a big coffee drinker. How about you? We don't talk in terms of cups per day. 
We talk in terms of pots per day. How do you take your coffee, Greg? Very, very seriously. I'm telling you, sleep is a very, very weak substitute for a good cup of coffee. I wonder how many listening today can identify with that one. Hey, had my say for another day. That's the way it is on Thursday, March the 2nd, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Tomorrow? Oh, you betcha. Have a great day.